Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 53, and I'm very excited to have back on the show, this time uh, solo, uh, Ida Pearly. Ida, thanks for being on. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting right into uh, the MIC, MICIA Summer Annual, my favorite event of the year. Uh, before we do that, I want to say hi to uh, Tom uh, at Real Leaf. Tom, how you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Good to be here. Beautiful day. Great growing season in Michigan this year. If your plant survived all those crazy storms, man, it's uh, it's awesome, man. Glad to have Ida back. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. I was uh, was up at uh, Driven yesterday and saw some of their outdoor stuff and looking super healthy. So exciting. Uh, Kevin over at True, what's happening today, man? Oh, same old, same old. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing from uh, the same thing from people on their outdoor crops. They're looking uh, fantastic this, this year, so uh, uh, we've needed it. Um, we'll see about this rain, though. If this continues uh, into the fall, it could be problematic for the mold issue, you know. So uh, let's hope for some dry weather coming up. Yep. Well, we'll probably, yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, I know last year was amazing, and what a first year to have uh, for uh, the first, you know, Prop 1 being legal. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Croptober, as, as usual, but... Um, with that, I want to get back into uh, Ida. Uh, um, first met you, or start first started hearing about you when I was actually in prison, as I was obviously staying up on everything that was going on in Michigan, and became aware of you. And uh, I had the state journal sent to me, and people sent me articles, and then obviously Robin and Mark and everybody came down and visited. Um, so once I got out and. Uh, was really following the, what was going on and you know you and, and your daughter Bella were, were up at every legislative hearing at every event and uh, um, for, for people that don't know the history um, you know it's uh, it's one of the main reasons that we became became legal in Michigan so it's it's always fun to have you back on and you, you know and then watching you now grow into a, a great role as the deputy director of the MICIA. Um, something we're, all th- we're always big supporters of uh, this whole show, and even you know Martin Waymeyer with Josh uh, Hobie and myself being there at the beginning. It's uh, it's something near and dear. So with that, thanks for being on, and let's talk about the summer annual because this is the third annual. We did make it up last year. It was an amazing event. Uh, we had a little break in the, the COVID regulations, but this year. I'm hearing about so many people coming that have never been. Rooms I'm hearing are sold out. Uh, I can't wait. So uh, tell me what you know about it. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy because I guess like everybody and their brother is flooding north <laughs> this year. <laughs> and the hotels are having the same issue, you know, that we have with restaurants, staffing issues. Um, so what we did is we blocked off rooms, you know, at Shanty Creek, but we had to reach out to other surrounding uh, hotels for room blocks as well, just just to accommodate everybody. But we have 300 members coming. Um, it's July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Um, the first night on the 21st, we are having a pack reception. This year, we're going to have about uh, eight to 10 state reps coming up. Um, cocktails, dinner, you know, it's, it's going to be a great time to, to mingle 
and just help them understand that this is a viable industry. You know, we are business oriented. It, this is a medicine. It's not going anywhere. And I think that it helps them, you know, connect with their constituents and see who they're fighting for and what they're fighting about. Um, on Wednesday, oh, real quick, I just have to tell you, when we sent out this link mid-April, all of our sponsorships sold out within the first 24 hours. You guys were calling fighting for those sponsorships. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but on Wednesday, we're doing, or excuse me, on Thursday, we're doing breakfast and then we're doing breakout sessions. Um, and then we have our chronic golf championship. And Ryan, you know all about that. <laughs> and Kevin. <laughs> Defending champion there, Ryan. Exactly. I always end up at the tea party. The tea party is my favorite. We need to get prizes for the tea party, Tom. You need to head that one up. Last one standing. <laughs> that would be a good one. I like that. I like that. We're actually having um, music provided too by Apothecare. They're, they're providing a jazz band for us this year for the pack reception and um, the cocktail hour for our uh, dinner. So after the, the um, we have the uh, golf and the tea party, we have dinner, dancing, our award ceremony. And then on Friday, we, we have a huge boat party out on Torch Lake. Um, we've rented six boats this year, but I hear there's quite a few of you bringing your own boats. <laughs> That's awesome. Tom, you want to speak to that? Yeah. Are you? Uh, what's up, Tom? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be there. Sorry, man. Yeah. The, yeah. The poop ship will be there in full effect. You can count on us every time. Yeah. And last one standing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I just when uh, I, I tell everybody, uh, I just when they say why for people that aren't members, uh, why? Why to join? Obviously, there's, you know, the great insurance discount on Conifer and, you know, they're supporting what you're doing. But the MICIA event is the best networking cannabis event I've ever been to, you know, whether it be nationally, locally, it's just, uh, you get all these decision makers, uh, in a relaxed setting and everyone's happy and excited to be there. And I'm excited about all the, the, uh, ancillary, uh, people that are coming and sponsoring and making it more and more normal. Um, what, how many people are signed up, uh, Ida and is it sold out? Can anybody still come if they're going to join and, what does that, what's that look like? So we have about, I think 20 tickets left. Um, so we're at 290 right now, or two, 280, 280. Um, so 20 tickets left and then, I'm sorry, what was your other question? Oh, just as far <laughs> as, um, yeah, you got me on that too. No, just as far as uh, with, um, you know, if people, uh, well, the question was if people could still join and come oh, right away, but yeah, so obviously they, if, if they join, um, they can still get one of those last 20 tickets. Yes, yes. And it's crazy because, you know, we, again, we sent the link out in April. So from April until like the week before the conference right now, I probably have about five calls a day where I'm talking with both ancillary members and licensed, you know, um, potential members explaining to them what we do as an association. Um, <clears throat> and it's really interesting to me that they, that they don't, they haven't heard of us yet. Um, yeah. So I, I do find it interesting, you know, that the, the, there's people who've been in the space, you know, for five, six years and are calling saying, I've never heard of you. Where are you at? And it's like, well, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> we're in land. That's wild. <laughs> that's part of the the goal of keep getting these people and have everyone kind of, you know, participate and uh, not put it on the backs of, uh, of of the few. So that's that's great that people are, are looking at it and uh, will support it. 
Um, I'm I'm super excited for all of it. I got a, a little condo studio right next to the the hotel this year, and uh, I'm really excited about that. But what are, what are some of the questions that people are asking about the event, and uh, like what are they curious about, and like what what do you when you're when they're calling? You know, it's really interesting because a lot of people are expecting like the. Um the booths, like the, the case, show, the shows, mm -hmm. you know, the booth yeah. shows, I guess. I don't know how to describe that, but it's really interesting. So what I'm trying to explain to them, it's more of a networking event. Um, <clears throat> they have to like, like change their thought process. And they're like, oh my God, like you're, it's an in-person hand touching event. And it's like, yes. <laughs> so it's really interesting, you know, I, um, how some of them are really open to it. And, and there's still some of that fear um, just coming off of COVID, but that's primarily what we do is we are a networking association for our members. Um, <clears throat> for the licensees though, you know, we lobby, that's what our main goal is. That's what the whole foundation of this association is, is to lobby on behalf of the licensed cannabis business owners. Um, and, and then, you know, we've opened it up to the ancillary members to help get their foot in the door and, and create a budding business. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, I, I, you know, a lot of people think that this is an expo, I think is what, you know, people think in their mind, but, you, but this is, yeah. but this is truly uh, a social event uh, that ties in, um, you know, cannabis business, you know, it, it just like, like Ryan said earlier, it provides a, um, an environment that's relaxing. Um, that's not pressure oriented. Um, I feel like when I go to an expo, um, I feel like um, there's a lot of pressure to try to meet people that you don't know where this puts you in a situation where you're literally shoulder to shoulder with somebody sharing a cocktail, maybe eating dinner at a table with people you don't know. And then the conversation just comes up like, Hey, what do you do? And it just spirals from there. It drags in, you know, eight or 10 people from the table. Everybody kind of gets involved in the conversation and you learn so much. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the big difference of, of, of what's going on. But, um, I had a real quick, um, for those, those people that are, are trying to uh, debate whether or not they want to be involved in the MICA. What are the what are the price points on the membership and and what's all involved in that for the for the, the potential members? Yeah, so our ancillary members they can come in at a hundred dollars a month or anybody can pay annually as well. Um, so we, we encourage you know a discount uh, if you want to pay annually. Um, but for our in, um, licensees, we have the industry level and that's four twenty a month. Um, and that gives you access to, you know, to all of our database, all of our memberships, you know, give you access to the database. But the further up you go with membership, um, really depends on how involved within the industry you want to be. Um, if you have access to Robin, you know, if you have regulatory issues, um, if you want to be on, um, you know, any committees, um, it, it's again. We, we focus on lobbying for our licensed cannabis business owners um, and then creating that, you know, we, we just we want to include everybody. Um, yeah. Did that answer your question? I'm sorry. No, yeah, it did. Um, and, it, and it's crazy because doing podcasts, right? Right. You know, it's, it's funny because Ryan, Ryan brought this up before about um, about the MICAA. And when, when people talk about the the uh, the Michigan cannabis uh uh, industry or, or the um, the M, what is it the uh, the Manufacturers Association? I'm sorry. MCMA. Uh, MCMA. When people talk about the MCMA and you talk about caregivers' rights and no change and all that stuff, that's exactly what the MICA has been. We've been that since the very get go, and it kind of blows my mind that there are that many people on that list that aren't members of the MICIA because what we do in the MICIA is they lobby on an everyday basis to maintain 
the rights of caregivers. So um, I think it's interesting and I think it's important to point out so that people do understand what the MICIA does along with these social events and along with the discounts and the networking and all that. But they lobby on a regular basis to, to, to keep things fair, uh, non-monopolistic and, uh, and good, a good environment to work in. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. The MICIA was so kind to us as we were getting started and uh, and I always felt like we were represented even if we weren't necessarily members at the beginning because you guys understood where we were trying to get our, you know, just dig our, get our roots going, you know. Uh, but I feel like you guys, you guys represent every single member no matter what level they come in at and who they are, what they do, uh, how many stores they have, you know, whether they're mom or pop or if they're, you know, corporate structured, um, you know, you guys are, are there for all of our needs as long as everyone aligns their priorities. And that's really what this whole struggle with the MCMA is, is like integrity. I mean, it's really a matter of this can be, this is a very viable uh, industry and it can be for a lot of people and but you have to stick together because it is a battle um, against so many different forces whether it's within the industry or it's federally or even from the state you know there's so many things happening and we're constantly under attack as we always have been um, so yeah we need you guys and we appreciate everything that you and Robin and everyone does there uh, it's just you know for us I can you know definitely say that if you're on the fence and you're not a member of the MICAA and you're in this industry, um, you really want a fighting chance at, you know, being relevant in the future. I really feel like we have to stick together. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, and, and all of our, you know, board members were caregivers at one point. So we know how important it is. And that's the thing is, is you have a lot of companies coming in from out of state who don't understand the internal community that we have going, we're we, we've been here we didn't exactly. we don't need people coming in from out of state if i mean i guess it depends on what you you know you know, your integrity level I yeah guess, maybe. if they're good if they're good yeah. people yeah. If, if michigan if they're good people we welcome them if they if they do what you know I'm sure. saying, we don't i mean that's that's i think it's that simple but but yeah michigan has always had an extremely viable cannabis market and um you know excellent caregivers we still have the best caregivers in the nation i stand by it even the people that have been licensed you know that we consider ourselves caregivers first and foremost we can just you know we can care for more people this way it's so really yeah to hear people say you know that <clears throat> caregivers now you know are just in it for the profit and it's like wait a second you know my, we were donated over a thousand dollars of medicine a month I would have had to have fundraised for that. You know, I mean, there are still caregivers out there who are making the RSO and, and who are making the teachers for patients. And it just, it blows me away that, again, you want to take away a market that is life-saving and it's the quality of life, you know? And for me, it, it, it adds to the overall culture of Michigan and, and separates us. And I think it, it's, it's a great to have a thriving caregiver market along with a a regulated market and just two different laws and two different uh, types of uh, like operations and, and what you're doing. So 100%. Speaking of kind of some of that stuff, uh, I know a lot of states have uh, taken the route of banning uh, Delta Delta 8, uh, you know, in Michigan, you know, just had the law signed and of of regulating it and keeping it. Um, do you want to just discuss that just a little bit? I know the MICA supported it. Yeah, we did support it. I, again, it just it comes down to education and safety. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, I 
I have, you know, granted my youngest is now 16, but but still to know that my child could go into a convenience store or a gas station and pick up Delta 8, and I've tried it, <laughs> it gets me high. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's again, it's at safety and it's education, and there's no reason why it can't be regulated along with cannabis um, if it's causing psychoactive effects. Yeah, I big time agree because, like, for me, I mean, I just look at human nature, and we saw what humans did with the the, the vape cart, uh, you know, illicit market, whatever you want to call it, with with vitamin acetate, and people are going to put shitty stuff in that and not care, it, and unfortunately that's that's part of being human and so like like i don't want like that's the big thing for me is like people going in and thinking they're getting that and and really hurting themselves with that so like it just it makes sense i wish i wish we didn't have to do that but to me i, I know i know yeah, gonna consumer do products have to be held to a standard yep. i mean the people are consuming them they're purchasing them at a retail establishment you know there is like liability yeah at stake for that you know and at some level somebody has to be making sure people are doing the right thing because we know inherently people don't necessarily do the right thing out of their own free will without a doubt well i i think that that brings up a, a really valid point that should be discussed slightly and that is um you know the the marijuana industry is under the microscope as we're starting a new industry and um you know we're going through a lot of testing to make sure things are safe um i would love to see them do that with other industries you know i'd love to see our food being tested to make sure it's safe for us to eat i would love to see um you know consumables of any nature uh tested to see if they're safe because i have a good inclination that um the standards that we're held to uh none of these other industries would would even be able to thrive if they had to, to deal with what we're dealing with so um i think that's just something that we should maybe consider talking about a little bit yeah well a hershey bar won't test won't pass michigan metals testing you know <laughs> that's crazy yeah i heard it it won't it won't pass a salmonella test test either so um you know th that that's great that's just crazy Hey, I know what, uh, tell us a little bit. I, I got to, to be on it and, uh, and watch it. You guys did a podcast. I, I, I really liked it. Uh, um, as I know now, it's a ton of work. Uh, I'm lucky to, to be working with, uh, with Nate over at Martin Waymeyer that does all the work. So, but it, it is a lot of work just to do it, uh, each week. And, uh, um, just tell us about that and how you've grown kind of like the experience of getting on there and talking, how it's kind of changed things. I, I look at it as just a, a great exercise if nothing else, but it's, uh, and, and when are you guys going to pick that back up? Yeah, it's a great exercise. I agree with you. So <clears throat> just a little bit with coming out of the hospital with Bella. I mean, I was in the hospital with her for 10 years, essentially almost every month. So <clears throat> re-emerging, I feel like that Encino man, <laughs> literally like I'm, I'm coming back to civilization. Um, so it's it's been a really interesting ride. And the PTSD, let me tell you, I still have triggers from that. <laughs> but um, it's, I completely forgot where I was going with that. Just, just as far as like the exercise of uh, yeah. of getting out there and talking, as I know yeah. it's what it's done. Uh, you know, doing that every week. It's, it's, and then when when are you guys coming yeah. back? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was leading up to. So, so that's what it's it's helping me come out of my shell and communicate. Um, communication, I think, for all of us is a really big sticky issue. 
Um, but we wanted to do the podcast more because of COVID and, you know, we weren't having really in-person meetings or, or gatherings. So we wanted to really showcase our members and highlight their stories, why they got into this business and why it's so important to them. Um, and then as you know, for our ancillary members, it's a way to help advertise for them. They can either send us a two to three minute like commercial we can play at the end of the uh, podcast. Um, and then we can play it on our social media too. We can, we can help, you know, get it out that way. Or if they don't want to do that, then we give a, a brief description. Um, and to be honest, I would rather have a two to three minute video <laughs> showcasing, you know, what, what you want to bring to the comp your company. Um, but I really enjoy doing the podcast. It, it's bringing me out of my shell. It's helping me grow as a person, helping me get ready for my own business in the future. <laughs> Are you at, you at liberty to talk anything about that or, or not? No, okay. Not very very cool. Yeah. I, I have to do a, a name change first. Okay. Well, <laughs> super exciting, super exciting stuff. And a lot of, you know, yeah. Michigan is uh, the, the launching ground. And if you make it in Michigan, you can make it anywhere, basically. That's what we're saying now. So true. What so true. So ahead. for the podcast, though, we are bringing that back. I believe it's um, August... 11th is when we're no 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 i'm sorry september 8th okay. is when we're coming back um we're really busy this this summer just because coming back out of covid and then you know getting ready for the the conference and it does take a lot of time to get those podcasts together and line up all of your <laughs> yeah it's it's not easy what um what yeah. uh what upcoming uh events are you seeing and are, are we going to be doing any uh lobby days in the future um, you know, I really think our events, we might have one or two more social events uh, before the end of the mm -hmm. year. Um, just coming out of COVID, you know, with staffing issues, restaurants, it's really hard for us to, to book places. Um, lobby days, yes, I really hope we can start picking those back up in February. I loved what we did right before we shut down in COVID. Um, for those of you who don't know, we rented out two, two rows of the Rotunda here at the Capitol. And we had both of our ancillary members and licensed members come in and bring samples, CBD samples. <laughs> um, but you know, the legislatures and the senators and their staff were able to just walk through and, and again, understand this is a business, it's a viable business, it's medicine, it's not going anywhere. And you're fighting for quality of life rights issues. You're, you're fighting for choice issues. Um, everyone should have a choice. Um, and then we provided lunch, you know, for everyone. So we really try to incorporate uh, as much as we can the networking and the face-to-face -face contact with local legislatures. Yeah, and I went down to that uh, that networking event, and I thought that was absolutely amazing. Uh, and we had the whole Capitol laced out in cannabis stuff. Um, and, it was so and, cool. Yeah, and then we had the senators and house reps walking through there, checking stuff out, eating lunch together with us, talking to us, getting an idea. You know, really, it's it's letting people understand that we're just normal people that want to run a business. I think that they think that we're in the past, you know, with all the hypocrisy, they just think that you're like crazy drug users, crazy people, you know, but you know, when they see it's your neighbor, it's just normal people. It's like, it's really connecting, you know? Absolutely. Well, it doesn't bite. Yeah, for sure. Education. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And that's the way I feel. It's like I, if I'm sitting out somewhere and I'm smoking a joint, guess what? I'm going to take a picture and post it because Granted, I know there are certain laws, but it's like, this is a medicine. There, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. It's no different from someone having an alcoholic drink or a cigarette. It's just a different modality of relaxation or medicine. That's all it is. 
Yeah, it's great. I remember uh, the one before that when we did the the we thought it was pretty pretty impressive when as far as with the banking. Uh, when we got the Michigan Banking Association with MICA did to come out, hold a press conference, and push for the Safe Banking Act, um, you know that's something. Hopefully, we can do again because uh, that's that needs to get passed uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, is there um, as far as what's what's coming up next for the MICA uh, in the future? Uh, is there a, like a, a limit to how many members? You th- I mean, you guys are going to continue to grow. Um, We're going to continue to grow. Yeah, we've had over 300 members. And just from this week alone, I think we've brought in five or six more. <laughs> really? And are they all coming to the, uh, the event? The event, yes. And I just got a text. We have 13 tickets left, I think. Oh, man. 12. 12, 12 tickets left since we started this podcast. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm 12 more to go. That's right. 12 more to go. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And uh, maybe, you know, it's such a success. Maybe some uh, we'll be able to figure out a, a winter one, you know, maybe a bi- a biannual type thing in the future um, because it is it is so much yeah. fun. Uh, and it's uh, it's it is the greatest networking event in cannabis, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, we are running low on time and I wanted to uh, let Tom and uh, Kevin ask any final questions and final thoughts. So with that. Kevin, over at True. I just want to thank Ida for coming on the show today. It's always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Um, you know, one thing I want to clarify, we talk about the MICA uh, a lot on our show. Um, and don't get it twisted. I don't work for you guys. I don't work for the MICIA. I'm a member. You know what I mean? Just like Ryan is, just like Tom is. Neither None of us get paid to say this stuff. We all truly believe in what's going on. And, you know, being busy, busy business owners, you can't always have your ear to the ground. You can't always be uh, available to go down to the Capitol and talk to your rep or whatever. But uh, the MICIA is always there to do that. Um, I encourage anybody um, in this industry that's an honest operator, that's non-monopolistic, to uh, give Ida a call or give Robin a call and and uh, and make that connection. So, uh, Ida, real quick, why don't you give uh, the listeners uh, any contact information we got? Sure. Our website is www.micia.org. You can email me at ida at micia.org as well. Thanks. So simple. Simple. Yeah, well said, Kevin. I just wanted to say that we love you, Ida, and you and Robin and everyone at the MICA. Keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to see you all next week. It's going to be a blast. Thank you. I love you all. Just just saying. I mean, this is a close-knit family. This is the only industry. So coming from the special needs family, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but granted, you know, there's a a community there and and people want to help each other, but there's no they're they're low emotionally they're low financially there's no support um and coming from that into an industry where people want to help you there's enough for everybody to go around it's just it's so overwhelming and encouraging and it's love i love it (laughs) Uh, that's very well said and um no, thanks again for being on. We we discussed this before, but it, it kind of like you just you brought up like talking about the MICA and uh, when it was formed and why it was formed, and we've talked about the MCMA. So I just kind of want to close and talk about, in my opinion, how how we formed and why. And uh, it was right at the end there 
you know, stuff that you worked hard on, uh, Ida, and uh, with, with Prop 1 passing. And, um, you know, it was the lame duck session, and that's when uh, there was, like, Mikoff and Steve Linder and all the crew were trying to get the law changed uh, because they had a, a two-week window, and they could do it. And uh, really, Robin and Kevin McKinney blocked it. Um, you know, they, they, they talked, and uh, and it was a great move. by And Tom Letter was Speaker of the House, and he, he acted with integrity. And that was that was so close to, to, to changing. So I, I remember... Um, you know, Robin just, you know, was constantly calling, like, we got to start this. we got to start this. And, you know, talking with Josh Hobie, too. We have to, like, and I agreed. It's like, if we didn't do this now, like, and, and built this organization up, we've already would have been steamrolled. So, um, you know, that was why we did it. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I really, it's one of the things I'm most proud of that I've done and been a part of, um, you know, and, and that's why we're so passionate about it because, uh, I, in my opinion, the MICA allows us to keep, keep the industry the way we want it in Michigan. So with that, thanks again. Oh, well, I, just want to, <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out to Robin nope. Schneider because that woman is five steps ahead of everyone. It's incredible to watch her, her talk about beautiful mind. Yep. <laughs> yep. She, she's just, she's so far ahead and she can see the different scenarios and how they're going to play out. And, and it's just, it's incredible, you know, that, that uh, she's in the position she's in to help as many people and to, to get legislation changed and the wording corrected as it needs yep. to be. She is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're truly blessed to have her. She is in the, the perfect yeah. position for her. And, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, you can, when you see people doing exactly what they should be doing and are qualified to do, and that's, that's Robin in a nutshell. So I, th- I think I'm super well, thankful. It's a 24 hour a day, seven day a yeah. week thing. So I couldn't, I couldn't and do Trump- it. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know for real. I'm trying to help her take some, take a, like some time for herself. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Robin and, and everyone else about us. Give a shout out to Isaiah as well. Uh, and, uh, the whole team, but, uh, with that, can't, can't wait uh can't wait for next week in the summer annual and uh next week's show will be on tuesday and i'm we're gonna have patrick uh frakes from rare on the show and we got a big announcement so with that see everybody next week nice thanks have a great afternoon the smoke and rope podcast is produced and hosted by me ryan basor the owner of redemption cannabis have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncana.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.